You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our lockdown rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to the Lockdown Cubs podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter. That's simply at Joe Kilgallen. Give this podcast a follow as well. That is at Lockdown Cubs. I'm in a great mood. Recording again late at night because the Cubs are on the West Coast, but this time recording in a good mood because our Cubs bounce back after Monday night's loss to beat the Padres. 7-1 to one in beautiful San Diego. That is a fantastic city. It really is. That's why you can't even feel bad for the Padres or for San Diego fans when they don't win. Oh, oh the Chargers left town. Oh, boo. What, it's 80 and sunny for the rest of your life? Yeah, shut up. Right? Isn't that how we all feel? All of us Cubs fans in cold weather areas? I, I, that's, no, that's how I feel. Sure. But hey, you got, you got sunny weather and you got great burritos and you do have a young, exciting Padres team. So it is nice to beat up on them a little bit. We'll be talking about that. We'll be recapping the game. Zach Davies, Anthony Rizzo. Speaking of Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, there was an article in The Athletic we'll be talking about in which Chris Bryant kind of uh, suggests that maybe he and Anthony Rizzo are a package deal. Maybe that's what's going to be happening this upcoming offseason if both gentlemen hit free agency and the Cubs don't extend them before that time. Hmm. Interesting. Also, Nike has released the Chicago Cubs version of the City Connect jerseys. It's a series that Nike is doing. It's called City Connect in which they're doing special jerseys that are supposed to represent like every team's city in a different way. Uh, I'll be talking about that as well as some other uniforms I've loved Cubs past and present. And uh, yeah, I'll have some fun there with you at the end of the podcast. Again, I can't thank you all enough for listening to the Lockdown Cubs podcast. I am now almost uh, halfway through my third week as the host of the Lockdown Cubs podcast, and it's been one heck of a ride. I've had a great time. If you missed yesterday's episode, it did come out a little late. So some of you who wake up early, if you hit that early morning commute about 5.36 a.m., sorry I missed you. Feel free to go back and listen to it, though, because I had stand-up comedian Roy Wood Jr. on talking about his experience at Game 7 of the World Series on that beautiful November night in Cleveland, in which our Cubs did the thing that we were all told growing up they would never do. Remember that our whole lives growing up? We were told the Cubs would never win a World Series by by mean people, by naysayers, by losers, quite frankly. And yet they did it. And it's we, we want more, though. We do. We want more. And, and the bar has been raised, and we expect a certain level, uh, a certain quality on the field from our Cubs. And I think that's a good thing. But check that out because Roy's a hilarious comedian. He's a correspondent on The Daily Show. He's got a couple Comedy Central specials. A little heads up for the younger listeners, though. Roy dropped some F-bombs. And we try to keep this podcast clean because we know fathers and sons like to bond over the sport of baseball and listen together. So we're having some respect for that. I didn't notice. And it's funny because Roy's on a television show every night in which he's not allowed to swear. And yet, you know, he was talking about. See, there's a difference, though. You ever notice that? You notice swearing more when someone's angry, but when someone's doing happy swearing, kind of, I don't even notice it when you're just like, oh, it was the best effing time. You know, you're like, all right, well, yeah, that was a great time. You kind of, uh, you look the other way on a few of those uh, expletives. It was a beautiful thing though. So definitely check that out. All right, let's get into the game. 
Zach Davies takes the bump against his former team. He pitched for the San Diego Padres just last season and had a phenomenal year, a 2.87 earned run average. I think a lot of Cubs fans weren't warm to Zach Davies coming over, and rightfully so. He was kind of the, a little bit of an afterthought of the Darvish trade. The main thing was Darvish was traded for four 19-year-olds, and oh my, this is ridiculous. And, and hey, rightfully so. I was, I was angered by that too. And it looks like the Cubs are going to be, they should be buyers at the deadline. And what they should be buying is a top of the rotation arm. We've gone over it. It's, it's pretty hilarious in a sad way, like funny because it's like, like curb your enthusiasm funny where I've been, I think I referenced that show a lot lately. I've been binge watching it again, but it's funny. Like uh, a lot of more set, not knowing what ironic means. I feel like you're kind of like, Oh, that's what we need now. You know, I almost feel like, Jed Hoyer's in his office at 1060 West Addison and he's watching like, you know, ESPN or MLB network, or he's listening to this podcast. What's up, Jed? And he's thinking, Oh my, my, my Cubs are, we're, we're first we're, for first place bound. We're, we're competing for a playoff. What do I need? And then he's seen all the pundits being like the Cubs need another top of the rotation arm. They they're missing another ACE. That's what they need. And then he's looking at a picture of you Darvish on the wall from last season, and then that bum, 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 da-da, 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 that starts to play, and then the end credits, executive producer Larry David. That's how I feel like Jed's feeling right now. But Davies had a great spring, a great last season, and for most of his career have, has been a, a well-above-average starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. He's like a Hendricks in the sense that he throws a fastball that wouldn't break glass, you know, nothing flashy about him, he has a substitute teacher's body, like, you know, if you met Zach Davies and he said, I'm a major league baseball player and, and a pitcher on top of that, you'd be like, all right, sure you are, pal. No problem. Uh, can you bring my car around? Like, that's what you would think because he's just, that's how he's built. You know, you know, most pitchers are these giant dudes and he's not, which is all the more reason to root for a guy like that, right? An underdog story. S- had a terrible start to the season. The month of April, awful. We're one of the worst stretches of his career. And it's been a good career, like I was saying. I wanted to add this point. Davies, in his career, has only had one season in which his earned run average was above four. You know, I think we all kind of know that ERA isn't always the best statistic. But if your ERA is consistently in the threes or below, you're a, you're a solid pitcher. You're at least a number three in most rotations. On the flip side of that, Trevor Bauer, who got a gigantic deal from the Dodgers, who I also think is a cheat, He's only had one season where his ERA has been below four, even with that stuff in the cheating. So, and it was last year when he stole a Cy Young from our former friend, Yu Darvish. So that's just something to think about when looking at Zach Davies' career as a whole. Terrible month of April, like I said. Since the month of May, though, ERA in the low twos. They said it was like 2.25 at the beginning of the game, and obviously six shutout innings. I didn't do the math for you, everyone. But it's in the low twos. So he has been fantastic, really turned a corner after a rough April. And and giving the Cubs some some innings, you know, six innings, one hit ball. That's exactly what this team needed from a, after a short outing from Adbert Elzelai, who hopefully is okay. He is on the IL right now, and they brought back Cole Stewart. I think it's kind of precautionary with these blisters, you know, and Adbert being a guy who, you know, last year pitched mostly out of the bullpen in a short season. The year before had a shortened season. He's never really had a full, full season. So he's looking at an innings limit of around 130 innings I read. So they're taking it easy with him. And I I totally understand that. Again, this guy has ace potential. He's shown ace stuff. Take it easy. 
still think big picture, even though we are competing this year. Now, on the offensive side of things, Anthony Rizzo had a great game. Jock Peterson at the top had a really nice game, too. Chris Bryant, like the, up, up and down the lineup, you saw hits. Rizzo with a two-run shot the other way and doubled in. They hit the ball hard, just hard off the barrel, which is what you want to see. I really think Anthony's going to start to heat up for these Cubs. I think that's going to happen. His OPS is now over 800, looking much sharper. Wilson Contreras went deep to get the scoring started. And Patrick Wisdom, you are ridiculous, continues. I had said on this podcast, I believe two episodes ago, that Wisdom you know, NL player of the week, congratulations, but people know he's crushing fastballs. He's going to see a steady diet of off-speed breaking stuff, and he took an off-speed pitch and deposited into the left field stands, and that ball came screaming off the bat. You heard the ball being like, oh my God, what I do to deserve this? And as it went flying over the left field wall. So I love that he's adjusting already. That is a great thing to see. And he's playing solid defense at the corner. Matt Duffy was working out pregame. Hopefully he's close to coming off the IL. And when that happens, I think the decision, I'm not saying they're going to DFA Sogard. They're probably going to wait for Nico and Bodie to at least come back. But Sogard's days are kind of numbered and he, he hasn't been good. You know, I stuck up for him a bit by saying he's been really good off the bench as a pinch hitter and he has over 300, but as a starter, he's just not living up to it. A lot of Cubs fans are angry that he's even starting, but I, I get it right now because you have the injuries. So he's still a veteran. He's still solid enough. He he doesn't give away too many at-bats, but he also doesn't get on base. He doesn't get hits. So statistically right now, as a starter, he's one of the worst hitters in all of baseball. So, yeah, I, I definitely think his num- days are numbered. I think Matt Duffy could still play a second base. Hopefully he's good to go. Hopefully Bodie, I think it's going to be a minute. Nico, I haven't heard any news, so I'm a little nervous, a little worried about Nico. But we'll talk all, we'll talk more and more about that and the interesting thing with uh, what Chris Bryant told the Athletic. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download, and once you're in, you could talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Lockdown Cubs once a week. Yes, you could finally join in on the conversation and listen here every day. I did my very first one after the Cubs had swept the, pi- the Pirates had host of Lockdown Pirates on there. It was a lot of fun, everyone. You're going to want to check it out. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on the Locker Room app. You could do debates, post-game breakdowns, watch parties, and just react to all the exciting news and rumors. You have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Cubs podcast through our Lockdown uh, conversations uh, with the Locker Room app. It's pretty great. I'll be sharing some content from it. You're going to love it. So go download the free can't emphasize that enough. The free locker room app now, currently on all iOS devices. And you could create a profile link with your Twitter so you could join NFL, MLB, NHL, whatever the sport you love. You could join in all the conversation. So download the locker room app today. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients, Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Mm. I cannot wait to tell so many friends of mine right now. It's look, it's 2021. Let's get rid of the cigarettes, unplug the vape, throw out the dip and get some Lucy nicotine gum 
right now. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on MLB Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Locked on MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code Locked on MLB at checkout. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, Cubs fans, Chris Bryant, here's the headline, ready to pitch package deal with Anthony Rizzo. Kind of joking around saying it's like stepbrothers because they're uh, they're such close friends. I believe they stood up in each other's weddings. And uh, Rizzo had been with the Cubs for a few years when Bryant was drafted. Rizzo, of course, was one of the first moves that Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer had made as part of their era, trading Andrew Kashner over. And I'll say, I think we won that trade. I think the Cubs won that Rizzo trade. They really did. Everyone wants to talk about the Padres winning the Darvish trade. Well, hey, San Diego, we got a World Series ring out of Anthony Rizzo because you were foolish enough to trade him to us. And they and sent, and when the Cubs drafted Bryant Rizzo right away, like said, "Hey man, because he, he kind of knew something special was going to happen. I'm going to be the left-handed Thunder. You're going to be the right-handed Thunder, and, and we're we're going to be lightning and thunder. Actually, that's what we're going to do. So uh, we're going to shake and bake. Doing another reference to a Will Ferrell, John C. Riley movie. John C. Riley, everyone is from Chicago. I believe he's a Cubs fan. If he's not, then uh, he's he will never be talked about again on this podcast. Let's just put it that way." And, of course, they've got the cool nickname of Brizzo, Bryant and Rizzo, those great commercials, which I don't know why they stopped doing them. They did them at the start of the 2016 season, and then they even did them after the 2016 season uh, for 2017, which they brought in Ben Zobras for. Javi was in the commercial. Uh, Schwarber had a funny moment. David Ross was like the intern now that he was retired. Really cool commercials. I, I don't know. I feel like they stopped doing them, and then, you know, Baseball wasn't as much fun on the north side for a few seasons there. So I think they need to extend them and bring it back. Now, the interesting thing about Bryant, kind of joking a little bit, I suppose, but also serious about saying, hey, maybe we are a package deal, right? He goes, Anthony will be on the tee and I can't go anywhere without you. He was telling him, here's a quote. He goes, stuff like that. They're always making jokes with each other. And uh, yeah, so they're... I think it's, it reminds me of like how NBA players have been doing things lately. Now, in the NBA, I kind of despise it because the NBA is a sport which one player makes a huge difference. It's like it makes a massive difference in the outcome of a game. So when LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade back in, I think, 2010 got together over brunch and decided, hey, let's ruin our league, that I wasn't a fan of. Because the top three free agents coming together, that, that changes so much. In baseball, the Yankees have had off seasons where they've signed the number one, two, and three ranked free agents, and they didn't win at all. And it didn't really make them all that much better. Remember one year they signed Mark Tashira, CeCe Sabathia, and A.J. Burnett, and they were definitely the top three. The difference is those three guys didn't get together over French toast and say, hey, let's all go play for one team. Little different. Now, I'm all for it. I know it sounds hypocritical to be like, how are you for it in one sport, not the other? But like I said, in, in basketball, there's only five guys on the court. Baseball, it's just the swings of, of keeping, you know, now if nine players got together, if, you know, Mike Trout, well, he's not a free agent, but let's say this upcoming free agent class, say Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, Corey Seager, Max Scherzer, uh, who else is out there? Clayton Kershaw. Carlos Rodon, if they all got together 
at, at you know, there's nine of them. So that's a, it's a big group. Old country buffet. So they all get together at old country buffet, pounding some cinnamon rolls, taking advantage of the ice cream and going, yeah, I'll have more of this macaroni and cheese. I like to take the mashed potatoes, drown it in gravy, throw some corn on top of it. I was doing that before KFC's famous bowl. I was if they if they got together there and decided, Hey, we're all going to sign for the same team that of course I would be against, but I'm, I'm okay with, Brian and Rizzo, because obviously I'm a Cubs fan and I want them to be on the Cubs for a long time, but I like anything that puts power back in the players' pockets. You know what I mean? Too much. The ownerships of baseball teams have too much power in, in all sports too. I'm, I'm a player first kind of guy. We watch the game for the players. And of course I think team big picture, because of course your favorite players could leave your team and then you're, you know, you're still going to love your team. It's just bummer when they're gone, but I, I believe in the player. And I think that too often players get screwed over in a lot of ways. So if they're going to take back the power being like, Oh, you want to sign me? You got to sign him too. That's kind of interesting. We've never really seen that. And in the modern age of branding and social media and all this kind of stuff, I think it's kind of a cool move to say like, Hey, I, we know our worth. We know what we can control. We love playing together. You want to sign me? Sign him too. And make it fair. Because again, at the end of the day, that's why I still get so annoyed whenever I, and again, I come from my, both of my sisters are teachers. So this is a weird example, but you see this in general though. It always seems, they always seem to use teachers as the example. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, everyone, but hold on for a second here. What I'm trying to say is when people make the comparison, when they go, why is it a major league baseball player gets X amount of millions of dollars, gets $10 million a year, but a teacher only makes like $40,000. When they do that, it's like, well, you obviously had terrible teachers because they didn't teach you how the economy works. Teacher is a job funded by taxpayers. Do I think they should get paid more money? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. But to compare it to a major league baseball, if you're saying a baseball player should get paid $40,000, you're telling me that you think owners should have way, way more money then because they're generating revenue. It goes that way with music, you know, and comedy. Look, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm, I'm very happy with my career. Jerry Seinfeld makes more money than me. He should because he generates more revenue than I do. For now, Jerry, I'm coming for you. That, that's just, that's how that goes. It's not like, it's, it's, it's such a dumb comparison because it makes people like almost say bad things about teachers when they really don't mean to. It's just a weird thing to compare. And they always use their teachers. Why don't they ever say, hey, garbage men or other people? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but now I've heard people use cops and firemen too, of course, and nurses. And again, I, I respect, respect all around for those professions. But again, it, it's just, it's not apples and oranges here. It's apples and a whole different thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's not even food. You're not even comparing food anymore. It's just a bad, bad comparison. So I, again, if if athletes are in sports are going to start making weird demands, like, hey, I want to play with my buddy. I'm I'm cool with that. You know, I used to not be. Like, I remember, you know, like I said before with the whole LeBron thing, and then I remember I didn't like Eli Manning basically saying, no, I don't want to be drafted by the team. My daddy says the Chargers aren't good for me, so I want to be a New York Giant. That, that's my Eli Manning impression. It's pretty dead on. If you guys never heard Eli Manning speak, you should look it up. You're going to be like, wow, Joe nailed that one. So I wonder if that's going to be a new direction. Some people are going to say these players are being divas and all that kind of stuff. But how often is ownership divas? 
How often are they using excuses? You know, I talked about this on yesterday's podcast where teams say they're not making money. They'll say they're losing money. We lost, we're losing money right now. When really it's like, no, you're just not making as much money as you would have projected. You know, that's really what it is. You're still making money. But in 2019, you made $300 million. But because of a pandemic, you're down to making only $100 million. But you're still making money. Let's let's be clear on that. And I, again, I think I'm for anything that puts the players back in control of their destinies. And I hope Brian and Rizzo do come up with a package. And I hope it's with the Cubs because we don't have any people. Re- we don't have anyone ready at first base or third base. Look, I love what Patrick Wisdom's doing, but are you going to tell me right now, oh, he's clearly amazing, so we have to say bye-bye to Rizzo and Bryant? No, we obviously need to say see way more out of Patrick Wisdom. And even so, fine, start Wisdom at third in 2022 and have Chris Bryant in your in right or left field. Fine with that, right? But Chris Bryant has been so amazing. I have to give Evan Altman credit of this. Evan Altman of Cubs Insider had a great tweet in which he said, if it wasn't for Chris Bryant's versatility of being able to play the outfield, we wouldn't have seen Patrick Wisdom or Matt Duffy, which is like great point. That is a great point. If Chris Bryant was a guy who could only handle third base, those we never see what those guys do, and the Cubs are probably near last place. So again, pay that man his money. Built Bar. Do you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus? Often limited time additional flavors. When you talk about do that again. Built Bar, do you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? We're talking coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. That's my favorite. Peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Not caramel, it's caramel, everybody. I will I will win this war on this of the caramel versus caramel. Just to throw that out there. Um, it's an amazing product to get you ready for your day, everybody. Uh, low in carbs, low in sugar, great flavor. So many nutrition bars these days, just it's cardboard. You're eating cardboard. Okay. But not built bar. You got 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories. And we all got to watch out for sugar. Only four grams of sugar. You can't beat that. It's a delicious way to start your day to keep you going with the energy. So don't forget everyone go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's right. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sports needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and yes, UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't send the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on all the action, all the fun. It's coming. The playoffs, the NBA playoffs have just started. NHL right there, too. So head over to the website on your laptop or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Promo code locked on. Now, Nike has just released the Chicago Cubs version of their City Connect series, a series in which they've released a few uniforms. Now, most recently, the Cubs rival, not a rival like the Cardinals or the Brewers, but the White Sox Cubs rivalry still exists in my mind and my heart. It's, uh, it's changed a little bit over the years of that Cubs-Sox rivalry, hasn't it? And I'm sure I'll do a whole couple episodes about it with our friends over at the Lockdown Sox podcast, Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. 
it's not as uh, crazy as it once was. I think since the Cubs won the World Series in 2016 and the White Sox didn't make the playoffs in the decade of 2010 to 2019. You know, I know they made the playoffs last year, the expanded playoffs of 2020, but the White Sox were one of like seven sports franchises not to make the playoffs during the decade of the teens. Just embarrassing. Yeah, I'm talking trash already. That's right, everyone. You're picking up what I'm throwing down. The White Sox jerseys, though, I'll give them credit. It's a black pinstripe, and it says Southside in a pretty cool font. I like that. Now, the Cubs jersey is a navy blue, almost like a 90s Seattle Mariners type navy blue, I believe. They're alternate. And it's uh, kind of a powdered blue Wrigleyville outline on the white across the chest, I should say, Wrigleyville says. And uh, a lot of people aren't, aren't big fans of it. And you know what? I kind of like it now, though. Not to be different. At first, when I saw it, I was like a little bit like, oh, you know, that navy blue is kind of, it almost reminded me of what the beer vendors wear, like that colored navy blue, saying Wrigleyville like that. It kind of was like, okay, is that what they're going for a little bit? Not really sure. So the Cubs' whole concept is this whole 77 neighborhoods in Chicago. There's actually, if you're a, a, a true Chicago, and there's more than 77. Because there's a few neighborhoods like on the north side that aren't included because it's 77 communities, but there's more neighborhoods. Now, the city only recognizes certain communities. It's a little strange in that regard. I'll give you an example. There's a neighborhood called Saugnash on the north side of Chicago, far north side of Chicago, in between Cicero and like Pulaski from like Devon, where the city ends and meets Lincolnwood down to the forest, like south of Peterson. Beautiful neighborhood. Really, really nice neighborhood. Queen of All Saints is the parish, I believe. Now, Saugnash isn't listed as one of these 77 neighborhoods. It would be under Forest Glen. There you go, right? Like, Boys Town is a neighborhood. It's a part of Lakeview. And Wrigleyville is part of Lakeview, too. But nobody, I don't think Wrigleyville or Boys Town would be recognized as part of the 77. I don't really have any Southside examples per se, you know, Um but I know there's a few neighborhoods on the south side even where I'm like, that's a neighborhood, but it doesn't exactly list it as one of the 77. I think like, I don't know if Canaryville's listed or if Canaryville's part of like whatever Bridgeport would be considered. I don't know. I'm, I'm going too deep into nerdy Chicago stuff here for you because, you know, we got listeners across this great country of ours. And uh, I don't know. So it's a really cool thing what they're doing with the 77 communities in the cleats. I've, I've tweeted twice today at the Cubs saying, please sell this as a regular high top shoe. Get rid of the cleat part, because obviously I'm not going to buy cleats. I'm a grown man. But if there were a regular high top, I would bust those out on special occasions. It is sweet looking. It's got the powder blue Chicago flag thing going. It's got some stars. And on the one side of it, it lists like all the 77 neighborhoods, including a few I've lived in. So I'm like, I like that. You know what I mean? So that part of it, I'm really hoping they eventually do something with. I know they're selling like jackets that have the neighborhoods listed similarly to the shoe on the side, but I have not seen the actual shoes for sale. Now, the hat itself, I'm a big fan of. They got the hat right. The hat's got a powder blue brim, the navy blue, the traditional red sea, and the Chicago star in the middle of it. Very, very cool. Way better than the White Sox hat. The White Sox hat, again, I, I think the Sox win in the battle of the jerseys. Their jersey's cooler. But the Cubs hat beats the Sox hat. The Sox hat just says shy. And it, quite frankly, it's, you, it's a font that anyone who's ever been to a Walgreens or CVS downtown, heck, even gas stations, they sell these hats to tourists. Like if you go to like the Walgreens off, I believe Randolph and like State Street, 
you go in there and they got all these stupid little like things where it's like Chicago and you're like, no real Chicago and whatever, wear that. But it's for like a tourist, someone staying nearby. They forgot it. Oh, we got to bring gifts back for people. It's our Chicago vacation. I don't know why I'm using a mocking tone. These are great people. They're coming to Chicago. I love them, but I'm just, you know, they're not, it's not, it's not cool souvenirs. You know, that's, that's basically what I'm trying to say. And that's how bad that hat looks. I think the hat looks atrocious. So you Sox fans, if you come across this and you're feeling like, oh, we got cooler jerseys, know that your hat is is bad. Okay. I think I get that for $4.99 at the local shell. Just letting you know. Now the Cubs have had some cool memorabilia. They actually had a question on uh, the broadcast today. What's everyone's favorite jersey? Is it the classic Cubs pinstripes? Is it the blue alternate or is it the road grays? Now I miss the road grays. They don't wear them enough. The pinstripes, definitely my ultimate favorite. If I picture a Cubs player in my mind, they're wearing the pinstripes. Love the blue pinstripes. The gray, though, I love that Chicago font across the chest. They've had versions of it where they had just said Cubs across the chest. No. Nah. All road uniforms need to have the city name. You're on the road. Represent your hometown. Always have the city name. So big fan of that Chicago font. I remember thinking if I ever get a tattoo, that Chicago font would look really cool. I don't have any tattoos. I'm not against tattoos. I, I like them, actually. I just don't have anything where I'm like, I got to get that for sure. Every tattoo I've ever wanted, I, I've thought about it for a week and then thought, oh, man, people make fun of me for that. I'd be like, really? You're getting a shamrock? Of course you are. Like that, I would get I would get roasted, as they say. So the Cubs, though, have had some good ones. I miss, though, if they ever bring this back, it would be a really cool look. The Sandberg talked about in the broadcast that the alternate blue that they wore in the mid to late 80s. It was no buttons. I think they should do it with buttons, but I love the old mean bear logos as opposed to the bear that crawls across the sea now. That mean bear 80s Cubs logo was ultimate. I would love for them to bring that back, reincorporate that and some stuff going forward. Because I think the Cubs are due for a uniform upgrade. It's been a while, you know. I'm glad the, the Cubs keep it classic though. The Yankees do that. The Red Sox do that. There's certain, although the Red Sox Nike City Connect jerseys are yellow. Why? I don't. I don't understand. Is Boston City flag have yellow in it? Chicago is a unique city because it's one of the only ones where you're like, oh yeah, I know that flag. I couldn't tell you New York City's flag. Someone mailed it to me right now. I'd be like, what is this? Is this? Is this some, do I use this as a, as, a, as a rag? I don't. I don't know what this is for. But the Cub, but Chicago though, that's a classic. Also, fun fact. You know, we could add a star. I was reading about the Chicago flag recently. It's got four stars, but they always thought that a star would eventually be added. That's what cracks me up a little bit about the history of some things in uh, both Chicago and America as a whole. There's room to add things, but we never do. We eventually get, we get to a number and we're like, nah, four's fine. They should add a fifth star. 2016 World Series should have been the fifth star. There, I said it. Or the parade, really, because it's largest gathering of human beings in American history. The Cubs World Series parade. That should be the fifth star right there. But I like the classic four as well. The Yankees, I'll say this, they have probably the best uniform overall. They've kept it classic. Worst uniforms in baseball right now to me are the Arizona Diamondbacks. They've had uniforms that have looked cool. Their original ones when they first came out, I thought were fine. They were pretty good. They weren't like amazing, but they were solid. Then they, they added red. They decided to become another team with red. And then we had like 12 teams that had red in their uniform. The Reds, of course. The Braves. The Red Sox. The Nationals. The Diamondbacks. I'm like, how Cardinals? I, it's enough with the color red. And yet the, the Oakland A's are the only team with green. Green's an amazing color. Green's a top two color. Blue, green. Green's number two in the rankings. If you disagree with me, tweet me at Lockdown Cubs. We will argue about colors. I'm not kidding. Bring it. It goes blue. Then it goes green. 
and then it goes black depending on your mood. Anyway, all right. I'm just being silly at the end of this podcast. You guys are great. Thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Cubs podcast. Check out Lockdown Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.